What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast, where we get you disconnected from addiction and plugged into recovery. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you need help, you can reach out to my direct line. That is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. If you need a recovery coach, if you need to go to treatment, if you need free resources, you can give me a shout. A little sick today, guys, so bear with me. It might be a shorter episode, um, so just bear with me here. But on today's episode, what I want to talk about were uh, three things that can reduce cravings because it's obviously a big thing when you're newly getting sober or maybe you even have some time. Um, it's normal for urges and cravings to pop up. A lot of people get worried or concerned when this happens, and the truth is, is like this is very normal. When you've been using drugs and alcohol for a long time, it's not an overnight thing. You know what I mean? And, and typically we're not comfortable with ourselves. We don't know how to deal with our issues. We've developed these unhealthy coping mechanisms for a really long time. So it's not just going to go away overnight. And you know what? We wouldn't want it to anyway, because I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the, the harder the climb, the more grateful you are for it. And I think that, I don't think I know that pain and obstacles are put in our path for a reason we cannot become stronger without it. So we need these cravings, these urges, these tough times. These are our growing pains and it's completely necessary for this process. Just know that it, I don't think you need to have your, you don't need to have cravings for the rest of your life. Some people think that like once you're an addict, you're always going to struggle with the thought of, of wanting to drink and drug. And I, and I, I could not disagree with that anymore. Um, I don't believe that to be true. I think when you become whole as an individual and you get to the root of certain problems and you start to implement daily habits that build your character, build your self-esteem, that create a new identity, the type of identity that you want. And and it's going to be different from person to person, but being a person of integrity, honesty, um, someone that is in physical shape, you know, taking care of our body, taking care of our mind. Uh, taking care of past traumas that that maybe held us back for a long time and fed our addiction. When we there is a roadmap to that. There is a roadmap to to getting uh, through that and not needing or wanting a drink or a drug for the rest of your life. I think it's total bullshit when when people say that. Um, so there's always a solution. There's always a roadmap and. You know, with that, I will segue, if you feel like you need a recovery coach, don't hesitate to do it. I mean, we need connection. You know, there's meetings, there's, you can hire recovery coaches, there are facilities that you can work on these things, but you need to do something. So anyway, what I'm going to get into is the three things that can reduce cravings. The first one I think is really underrated and not enough people really think about this. And number one is to limit your exposure on social media or to limit what it is that you're watching. Social media is what you make it. The algorithm of TikTok, the algorithm of Instagram and YouTube and all these certain things are really just a reflection of you. And that is the damn truth because they're feeding you stuff that you buy into. So, and you continue to watch. So if your feed is full of negativity, if it's full of being and things that you really are trying to move on from, then you really got to look at that. Um, That's important. 
social media is more involved with our lives than ever before. So if you're seeing things pop up on your feed and it's that constant reminder of, Hey, you know, this is, this is the life that you used to live and you don't really get to move on. So what I highly recommend is going through all the accounts that you follow and do your diligence on it. Like unfollow creators that are supporting an unhealthy lifestyle that you no longer are trying to uh, align yourself with. It's really important. You know what I mean? Because we are constantly feeding our subconscious thoughts uh, all the time. I mean, especially when you're mindlessly scrolling, when you see something enough, it convinces you that you want it. It, it convinces you to believe in whatever that message is. So look into that. And I highly suggest, like I said, going through your following list and getting rid of any accounts that aren't healthy for you. Also, what I would do is I would, if certain things pop up on your, on your, let's say for you page, if let's say you're on TikTok or you're on YouTube shorts or Instagram, hit not interested for the videos that are triggering or just aren't healthy for you. You know, do yourself a favor so you can kind of tell the algorithm, hey, I'm not really interested in this right now. I'm trying to move on from that. So that is the first tip for, I got for you. Now, the second tip that I got is getting into an activity. You got to you got to move a muscle to change a thought. Just think like motion creates emotion. So a lot of times think about it when you're when you think of a, de a person that's struggling with depression or a person that is down like what image comes to your mind? It's someone who's still timid, like, you know, uh, quiet and just like no movement whatsoever. It sounds silly, but it's just the damn truth. You got to take action. You got to move a muscle to change a thought. Your thoughts are heavily correlated to the actions that we take. So even though I don't look forward to running in the morning when I wake up, when I'm actually in that activity and afterwards, I feel great and I'm grateful that I did it. So beforehand, I never look forward to it. I want to stay in bed. Uh, I don't want to wake up to just run outside in 20 degree weather. Like that's never appealing to me, but it's the feeling afterwards that I'm really after. So getting into some type of activity, whether that be working out, whether it be some type of like active meditation, like I've talked about Wim Hof breathing quite a bit. Point is that recovery really does take action, and I and I try to make people understand this. It's so important. Like we have to work on our on ourselves mentally, emotionally, and and, and physically. I really do believe that we have to touch on the three or four corners. You could throw uh, spiritually as well in there, but you know I think people are afraid to put in some action and to, to move and to really like you become in this space where you're afraid of failure. You're afraid of relapse. You become, you know, you procrastinate, you don't take action. You don't want to, you're not motivated. You wait to be motivated. And like, there's a reason why I tell people over and over again, why it's so important to, to get into fitness and things like that. We are literally built to be rewarded for, exercise and working out. And I'm telling you, if you push yourself in the gym, if you push yourself to really see what you're about and who you can create 
and respect yourself. It, it is the biggest form of self-respect and of self-love. That's why I talk about working out and, you know, taking action so much. It, it's just incredibly important. So this taking action, the second bullet point really is huge. It's not going to solve everything, you know, like it's not going to be the end all be all. There's more work and recovery to do than, than just going to the gym. And I, and I completely understand that, but I really think the majority of people in the recovery community are missing the ball here or just totally missing out on feeding ourselves, making ourselves stronger and feeding ourselves the chemicals that we were really seeking when we were getting high. I mean, when, when you work out, you release dopamine, you release serotonin, you release endorphins. These things are placed in our systems to reward us for the action, for the activity. And the truth is, is we've been utilizing external substances to get that feeling, to get that instant gratification. And that's not how we were made. So I cannot stress it enough. And this is why I go over on my program. I put people on a fucking program in like, it's just too important. Um, so taking action. And I was talking a little bit about like Wim Hof breathing is huge as well. That's, that's like a, that's an active meditation that can really change your state. And that's what taking action really is about. It's, it's getting into flow state. It's not thinking about you. It's not thinking about your issues, living in your little bubble. There's more to life than, than, you know, the, we beat ourselves up quite a bit. And, and a lot of times we're selfish. We're so worried about our shit that we're missing, we're missing out on the opportunities that life has to offer. There's more to life than just our problems. And when you, when you're focused on you all the time, it usually does not end up in a good place because we're human beings. We're spiritual beings. We're supposed to be giving to others. So whenever I find I'm focused on myself for a long period of time, I'm, I struggle in one area or another. I'm not free in that moment. I'm free when I'm helping people. I'm free when I'm contributing to the betterment of mankind in some way. And this is my zone of genius. You know, this is my strength. So, and that is a part of taking action as well. It's really getting active with, with, uh, you know, other humans. So, um, also create a little list of like hobbies and things that you truly enjoy, whether that be playing tennis or gardening or, you know, ping pong, I don't care what it is, you know what I mean? You know yourself better than you. And if you don't really know what you like anymore, and you feel a little lost with that, explore, explore and write down a bunch of activities that you either really enjoy, or that you want to attempt and uh, uh, give it a shot that you're curious about, and explore and do that. So that's what I got for the second bullet point. Now, number three is speaking with others in recovery. And this is probably one of the most important ones. Um, we need to feel connected. Addiction isolates us from the rest of the world. Just by, and it's not by choice. Like, like you're, you don't have a choice in the matter, whether people know about it or not. It isolates you from who you're supposed to be. It isolates you from performing to your best in relationships at in your career, at your job, 
Um, it isolates us and pulls us from all the things that we truly enjoy and that we truly like because we feel like we need this thing more than anything else. A lot of times what we need is just simply connection. It's really that simple sometimes. Like if you're having cravings and you're going through a tough time or you're having a rough day, sometimes you just need to talk with somebody that understands your language, you know, that, that speaks your language and really has been where you're at. And that feeling of connection, that feeling of understanding is like, is like fruitful to our spirit. You know what I mean? We're not isolated. We're not alone. Always think that when you're isolating, you're closer to your addiction. And when you're unified and with other people in recovery, you're a lot closer to your recovery. You're ingrained in it. So use that as a barometer sometimes. Like if you find that your thoughts aren't on point lately, you're getting down about shit and you're isolating, realize that you're not moving in the, in the, your momentum is carrying you in a place where it might not be good and you need to check that. You know what I mean? It's, it's so funny. Everybody, I don't want to say everybody, but I will say the majority of people that reach out to me for help, they're like, yeah, I want to do this alone. I'm like, yeah, you're fucking delusional. Like, literally every like it's it's unbelievable if i had a dollar every every time i heard like oh i can do this on my own or i can handle this by myself uh, i'd be wealthy <clears throat> so it's like okay then do it like what's holding you back if you want if you want to rely on yourself then do it but the truth of the matter is, is they can't because we do need some type of connection. We are human beings, addiction or not. Like I'm not even just talking about recovery and, and addiction and, and this area of life. I, I'm talking about life in general. We all need some type of connection. Doesn't mean you need to have a million friends. That's not what I'm talking about. But we need to be, we need to be heard and understood. And when you're dealing with such a life-altering um, an impactful topic such as addiction when it comes to our lives, we really do need to feel like we're talking and communicating with people that have been there before. We need hope. We need faith that things are going to work out because a lot of times our mind fucks with us and it makes us feel like it's not going to work out. It makes it feel like our, our emotions are, you know, get wrapped up. We get wrapped up in thought and we don't feed ourselves healthy thoughts. And that's where other people come in because they've been there before too. And don't ever underestimate the power of having a conversation with someone. You know, the power of words is, is extremely, extremely powerful. So that's always my go-to. That's why coaching works. That's why AA works. That's why, um, you know, going to treatment and being connected with a good facility of, of staff members that, that have compassion. Now, I'm not saying all of those are, um, are like guaranteed to work for everybody. There's routes for everyone, right? So you might not relate to AA or you might not agree with the concepts or you might not uh, you might need something more intense than just working with a, a, a recovery coach, right? You might need something a little more than that. But the point is that we do need some type of connection. You can't, you can't be too connected. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, you're, uh, there's a saying as well, like in business and it's like your, your net worth equals your network. And the more people, you know, typically the higher your net worth will be. So that's what I mean by it's just a universal law. We need that in life. 
So those are the three things that can reduce cravings. And, and, you know, to end this, to wrap this up, I really just want to say like, as like a bonus, I guess you can call it like, you need to understand, like we need to have a perspective shift. It's not supposed to be easy. And I was talking about this a little bit in the beginning for a minute or so. You don't want things to be easy. You know what I mean? We've had it the easy way for so long. Like you really earn it. You know what I mean? When you're going through hard times, you got to have the mindset that this is not going to last forever. And you almost got to taste it. Like, like you got to experience it. And then you got to realize, you know what? I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait to make, to make it through this. I can't wait to be able to enjoy life, you know, and not have the burden of, of these thoughts and cravings. It's just a matter of time. Our self, our self-talk is so important. And this is what I talk about with, with coaching clients is like your perspective is very powerful. And a lot of times when we're first getting sober, our, our perspective is really shitty. You know what I mean? We're, we're not necessarily healthy upstairs. And I always tell people like your, your, your mind is a dangerous neighborhood that you should probably be walking around with a flashlight and, uh, and you know, accompanied by someone else. Like it's not a place you want to be by yourself. So we need to change our self-talk, our perspective. We need to build strength through restraint. So every day that you have 10 cravings or you want to use really bad and you don't, that's a fucking win. Like that is a major, that, that is a major win. You have to look at it that way. That you are constantly getting stronger each time that these cravings pop up. All right, I'm, I'm, you know, I made it through that day. And that means that I can make it through any day. If you can get sober for one day, you can, you can stay sober any day of your life. And I really mean that. So that's all I got for today, guys. Like I said, I was a little, little under the weather today, but I hope that you guys got some value out of this. And, uh, you know, if you need help, if you're looking for a recovery coach, you can contact my line at 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. And I will see you guys on the next one.